Bonjour, Santani, and welcome to another episode of the Godfather, Godfather Part Two Minute. Minute. Oh, you got me. Uh-huh. Uh, Godfather Part Two Minute. I'm Alex Robinson. And I'm Andy Robinson, and we're going to talk about Minute Sixty Six of the Godfather, Godfather Part, Part Two. two. Uh, what you got, Alex? So, um, hey, what, what's up, Doctor Summary? Uh, minuto, numero, sesanta uh, seis. Oh, close. Sesanta. It might be true if my father was still alive. Sesanta say. 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 Sesanta say. Sesanta say. All right. Oh, yeah. Say, Santa. Say. <laughs> um, minute 66 of The Godfather Part 2. Uh, Mikey confirms that our friend in Miami is okay with Frank Pantangeli being exterminated. Later, Frankie Five arrives at his compound only to be told by his wife that Mike Corleone is in his study. <gasps> oh. Wow. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, mm-hmm. I was. Um, when I you was, watched the whole Godfather 2? Well, close. Uh, well, basically, <laughs> uh, you know, for every week we uh, post on the social media and we show a, like a, a still of something from the minute. Mm-hmm. And. Um, just feeling uh, like whatever I decided, I, I just said, you know, I'm just going to start doing all the screen caps now so I don't have to do it week to week. I'll just, ah. and basically I did like the next 25 episodes. Whoa. I did the screen grab for each episode. Wow. And it got me so excited because there's so much good stuff. Oh, uh, yes. Like, oh my, we go right from, we go right from Hyman Roth to Frank Fantangeli and then we go back to Hyman Roth oh. and me in Cuba and the, oh. oh, like so much great stuff oh. coming through. So. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Uh, I can wait. You can? Oh, yeah. The, the, you have to. What did Willy Wonka say? The, uh, the, 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 the suspense is killing me. Or Didn't he say that? It's, uh, it's something like the suspense is terrible. I hope it lasts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to point out for our listeners that are not in the room that you are wearing an original Frank Pantangeli Godfather Minute T-shirt. Yeah, not not one owned by him. It's not like a Frank Pantangeli <laughs> original. <laughs> but yes, it's one of the shirts that we sell over at uh, the Alex Robinson Stuff Store on Threadless. So you can check it out. Picture of Frankie with his beloved hose. H O S E. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It's not <laughs> unlike Tatalia, who is with his favorite hose. You mean Barzini? No, it's Tatalia. <laughs> it's Tatalia. So we start <laughs> off with the tail end of the uh, Hyman Roth uh, confrontation. Hey, before we get into it, what screen grab did you use for this episode? Because I haven't seen it yet. Um, did I you think show the Frank. This minute is kind of split. It's got a little bit of Frankie, a little bit of Roth. Uh, well, the last two minutes were basically the, almost the same shot of Hyman Roth sitting in his chair. So rather than do another one of those, I had it be Frankie arriving uh, oh, at the snow, snowy okay. house in the, All uh, right. in the, in the uh, scene. Yeah. So, uh, Although, interestingly, I think story-wise, the Hyman Roth portion of this minute is more significant. It is, but I feel like it's like... You just wanted to provide a little bit of visual. Yeah. You know, so people are like, wait, is this the same episode as last uh-huh. time? It's the same picture three weeks in a row of Hyman Roth. You could have differentiated by having a, a still shot of Hyman Roth stuffing the tuna fish sandwich in his mouth. 
<laughs> yeah, there's a lot of factors that go into which things you pick for your uh, for your. Things, hey, I'm not so. trying to micromanage you. You you deal with your family business the way that you want. Do you think that's why? Uh, do you think uh, Fredo was mad that uh, his brother was micromanaging? Mike, because his, yes. his name is Michael Corleone. Oh, that's so. his. That's his uh, garbage pill kid for today. <laughs> there you go, micro, micro no. manager, or micro Corleone. Well, that means like, oh well, yeah, no. How much you know is short, so maybe he yeah. should be micro, micro Corleone. You're right. It should be yeah. micro manager, but it's M I K. Yeah. Well, hey, also Excellent. before we get into the minute, you and I have both been watching uh, Paramount Plus's The Offer, yes. which we will get to later in the mm-hmm. episode, so uh, stay tuned for that. Let's yep. talk about Hyman Roth. Mm. He starts off the minute by talking about what a big historic thing this has never yep. been done, unprecedented. No, you know, nev- never been done. What, so what is it exactly that he is so, like... happy? Like, what is the... Is it just that they have a friendly government? Like, I think so. Yeah. Is it, but is it like an unprecedented? Why is this so different? They clearly already have operations and stuff in Cuba. So mm-hmm. why, or do they not have operations in Cuba? I I don't know. That's a good question. I assume they were getting them going or had them going, but it was going to be official with this donation to the president. Yeah, yeah. I and. Just Probably in, in a, some in internal, internal, some uh, internal next step, significant yeah, step like more, in solidifying their yeah. role in Cuba's gaming yeah. operations. Not that it really a, matters. I mean, doesn't clearly no. it's just some deal. It doesn't really matter what the specifics That's of right. it are. But, I know. mean, Heimerath says even your father never dreamed. Not even your not father. Not even your father ever dreamed. What do you think about that line? I love it. What well, gets back to what you and I have been talking about for the past several minutes is is Roth. Does he really believe that? Is he just saying that to yeah. get Mikey to loosen up and be happy about the arrangement so he's yeah. relaxed? I want him relaxed. Johnny, <laughs> I want him to take him a tour around town. I, I want him nice and relaxed before he gets to the house. Take the scenic route down by the racetrack. <laughs> Show him the statue of that horse. Well, that's... Um, that's well, I think it's interesting because... Um, the, the contra- the, I was aware of the contrast because he's like, even your father couldn't have dreamed about this. Yeah. Making it sound like his father had a head for uh, big deals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an interesting contrast because in this movie, like when we're with Vito Corleone, it's it's very small scale. Like he's not, can't even be convinced into taking a rug. You know what I mean? Stealing mm-hmm. a rug. Like it's not like this Vito Corleone had lofty goals and so it's it's funny that well, he's no, saying but like, at this point in the movie Vito Corleone has already lived his whole life and died so <laughs> so Hyman Roth would have seen how big he became right no I, I understand that I understand at this point in the movie he is that would be a shock yeah. I was like what he's dead <laughs> no oh, you think this Hyman Roth scene is still in the flashbacks you think it's like 1918 well it happened we just saw him a couple of minutes ago I mean how could he what could... that's Hyman Roth the time traveling Roth <laughs> he has been lived dying from the same heart attack for 20 years it looks exactly the same age as uh, as young Vito Corleone yeah. no I just Hyman, mean that the time in Roth because you know what he he's uh, he always he he never lies about his timing he always takes timing and yeah uh, seriously right <laughs> time and Roth time. That's what they, yeah I'm always punctual that's why they call me time and Roth because I'm always here in time that's stop. why he gets mad later when the suitcase doesn't arrive he's mm. like I expected that suitcase to be here at 12 15 latest considering what time the flight arrived 
Now I'm thinking of other garbage pail kid names for Heimer. Like if you oh. if you worked on like you can't do that on television, you'd be Slime and Roth. Slime and Roth. What scene from The Godfather Part Two would it show him on the card getting slimed? Oh boy, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> what outfit is he? What, what is his? Yeah, what is scene? his ensemble? I think he's on the couch. Yeah, lying there with no shirt, like with the doctor. Mm. He's, he's like can't even talk. Yeah. Remember later they go to visit him and he's sure. just he's getting slimed while he's about to die. <laughs> or at the airport. That's how uh, that's how uh, that's how Rocco kills him by oh. pouring a bucket of green slime on him. Oh, they say You think they'll give Mr. you your, your absentee ballot? I don't know. That's great. Um Or what about when there's a pillow over his face, he's getting smothered and the green slime is over him. People think he, they meant to kill him with the pillow is the slime that was gonna uh, suffocate him. <laughs> slime provided by your father. <laughs> Um, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, check out uh, the show You Can't Do That on Television. It currently airing in 1987 on Nickelodeon. So, Starring Moose, Kevin, and Alistair. <laughs> and Alanis Morissette. And Lisa. Uh, Lisa Ruddy. Um, yeah, well, yeah, anyway, so I just back think to it's the funny that, that, yeah. that he's talking about his, fa- fa- his father with such lofty goals. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, like we said, when we see him in the flashback, he's just like this schnook who's just starting out. So it's kind of a... Um, I still don't get it because at this moment in time when Hyman Roth is saying not even your father would have dreamed of this Hyman already would have seen Rita, no, no, I know but rise. I'm just saying in terms of what the movie is presenting to oh. us and like what they are choosing to show and so hmm. on like they're not even they don't, the, the, the Vito Corleone who we see in that flashback does not clearly have any oh. lofty goals other but than I would, but I would assume that everyone seeing this has already seen Godfather 1 Right, right? No. and they they kind of know all, you, all the backstory. Yeah, I know. I I understand that. I was just. You think it's sloppy storytelling? No, no, not sloppy storytelling. I think it's it's um, I think it's a way of showing that Hyman Roth. To me, that seems like Hyman Roth is kind of like, um, basically buttering Michael up by yeah, saying yeah. all this because mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Uh, well, so well, so along similar lines, it got me wondering: like, did Vito Corleone have lofty goals? Like, would he have been like, "Michael, we're gonna have this deal in Cuba; it's gonna be great"? Or I, he always struck me as a more like local guy. Well, I mean, maybe given what, like, yeah, he doesn't strike me as someone with huge lofty goals the way Hyman Roth is saying. Maybe that's what I'm trying to get. at. I guess he's that. not as ambitious. Yeah, but he's still. He's doing what he can to keep his family strong, but also get his family out. So he didn't want this from Michael. Although in the book, he did want it from Michael. Yeah, that's true. So that is at odds and in the, the deleted movie. scenes also, he, he's, yeah. he's a complex man. And he doesn't, uh, even though his conciliary in Godfather Part 1 says drugs is the future, he doesn't get into that. So maybe... Right, that's what yeah. I mean. This, so I, I think My you're father's right, way that, of doing things is over. Like, it's, even he knows that. Yeah, so... I think Roth is just buttering him up. Yeah. Do you see how he lights up? It's like, not even your father would have dreamed of this. Yeah. <laughs> like being, he's beaming at that point. He's smiling. <laughs> Do you think uh, like Vito Corleone ever went to Florida or Cuba? Mm. Not Cuba. Not Cuba. I think that's a little far. He's an old mustache Pete. Right. I don't think you have any of those old mustache Pete's yeah. going there, right? Um, I don't know. Doesn't doesn't? Um, I don't always think we ever. See, oh, we do see Barzini. 
Oh, no, no. Bernstein, he's not. No, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all dead, all those guys. Yeah. No, I think you see the, the corporate heads. Like the guy from United Fruit. Yeah. The guy from I No other crime lords are No, are there. I think it's, uh, this is a, I mean, maybe that's what Hyman's referring to, that not even your father would have dreamed we would be collaborating with these CEOs right. and basically owning So he's country. kind of putting down Michael Corleone's father. He's yeah. like, your father was too stupid to see the yeah. deals we're he making. couldn't even dream of this, Michael. Could you? <laughs> Huh? Are you sure you don't Father want to back was, out? Was a simple man, a simple farmer with no brains in his head. <laughs> he all he could think of, the best idea he ever had was owning some trucks, <laughs> and even those broke down all the time on the way back from Canada. He was always telling, offering me rugs, rugs, <laughs> rugs, carpets, rugs. That's all. He was a rug man, nothing more. Small, he was a small potatoes rug man. Better than those rug joints they have in uh, in. <laughs> In Vegas, that's for sure. When we were preparing but, for this minute, you you alerted me. You 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 texted me saying, "Pay specific attention to to Mikey's expression." You want to uh, yes. elaborate on did, that? Did you watch it? I did. Mm-hmm. So Hyman Roth says, uh, "We're gonna make history. What we will do together in the next few months will make history." Mm-hmm. And then he says, "History again." And right when he says history a second time, Mike's expression, it really caught me because Mike is stone cold and yeah. pretty much all Godfather too. He shows very little emotion. Yeah. Unless, except when he's exploding. Yeah. who hawing uh, What? When he's hoo hawing all over the place. Oh, hoo here, hoo hawing there. <laughs> this guy. hoo <laughs> <Ooh>, lessons. <laughs> but right after Hyman says his- history the second time, Mike... I'm going to exaggerate it, and I'll and yeah. I'll say what what I it's because it's so subtle. Yeah. He's, he's like, well, maybe, maybe not. That, do you think that's what Mikey is thinking? That's the expression on his face, hmm. and it's so quick and nuanced. It's so fast. Huh. I I watched the minute three times, and only on the third time did I catch it. Did you see something? Did well, you see it? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I was going to ask you. Uh, do you think if do you think that um. Because I was thinking more along the lines of like, well, you're going to be a history old man. Like more that, like, not maybe, maybe not more like he already knows that. that. Yeah. Okay. That just like, yeah, like maybe, but not really. We'll see. Right. Kind of like a we'll see. Like, yeah. a, like a slight challenge to what Roth is saying. Yeah. Contradicting he, Roth for one reason or another. You would think his impulse would be to nod along and to yeah. smile and do all that stuff. But so it was, it's again, we don't know. We don't know who is, who is playing what hand in this game either way it just seems that mikey it was a bad move on mikey's part you think yeah definitely i mean why would mikey what does he have to gain by contradicting roth um he wants roth to think this whole point respect whole point of him being there is to show roth respect get permission we haven't even talked about this get permission from roth to kill someone in his own family like he's being completely deferential, and now Roth is saying we're going to make history, and Mikey's like, ah, oh, man, probably not. <laughs> well, <laughs> Just, it doesn't add up, Alex. But don't you? Isn't that it? Don't add up. But he's trying to, if he's trying to assuage Roth's nerves and make him think that everything's going great. If he's if he's too deferential, if he's like, "That's great, Mister Roth. Well, this is really gonna this is really gonna do it," then then Roth might be like, "Hmm, he seems." You know what I mean? It's we don't. Know I get it. Yeah, it is. just doesn't it just doesn't align with everything else he's 
Yeah. He see his whole vibe in the scene, yeah. his approach. It just seems it, it seemed really off. It caught me. Well, maybe maybe Mikey is trying to sell it as in like I'm really focused on this thing about killing oh, yeah. Frank Fantangeli, yeah. so uh, like I can't even really yeah, yeah, it's great. We're going to do this, but I got to take care of this. I don't know. Maybe yeah, he's going that's with true. that sort of a yeah. sort of an angle. He's like you said. He's always he always plays a pretty stone faced though. Yeah, yeah. So maybe he's just really not. He just really can't do any other. <laughs> yeah. He just has to be like his only thing is like I'm either emotionless or I'm angry. Those are the two really the two extremes. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was one of the most interesting kind of moments uh-huh. I've seen in Godfather Two so far. It was so subtle, and I wonder if it was like a Pacino error. I can't imagine. I, it just seems so off. So I'm going to watch it again, and okay. I encourage our viewers to, our listeners, to watch it. Yeah, it's right when, right the split second right after Roth says history, history, the second time. Yeah, I want to point out something about the way Hyman Roth speaks, Alex. What do you want to point out? Do you know he he's not one to use contractions very much? Hmm. Do you know what a contraction is? A contraction is where you take a word, you take two different words, and you mash them together, and you remove some of the words to make it easier to say. So, like instead of saying "I cannot do that," you'd say "I can't do that." Well, oh, well, you would "cannot" is one word. So no, that's I, mean, I can not okay. do that. Or how about this? Yeah. I could not do that. Shortened to, could, I couldn't do that. Could not do what? I couldn't come up with a good definition <laughs> of a contraction. Hey, and for the kids and I out, won't. <laughs> and for the kids out there who no longer have to study grammar, think of it as a, uh, a, a grammatical mashup. Right? You think there's anyone listening to this who doesn't understand the concept of what a contraction is? <laughs> I just this for you, Alex. Okay, I don't care good, about good, them. Good. Just, just, it's a 20-minute riff on you can't do that on television. But it's the contractions that's going to You cannot leave. do that on television. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Hyman Roth does not like to use contractions. I'm going to point. The, well, I'm going to point the one out in this. Are you saying minute. he's a robot? <laughs> Hyman Roth says, "Quote." What we will do together in the next few months will make history. What we will do. So as opposed to what we'll do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's unnatural sounding, but it's so it sounds great from him because it's very deliver, deliberate. What yeah. we will do in the next few months will make history. 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 I, uh, it makes sense to me because, you know, being a kid of the streets, uh-huh. he probably is one of those people who wants to... Like to oh. prove how far he's come to speak very correctly and very clearly, not oh. like these marble mouths you have running around with guns. You yeah. know, like you know, it's uh, uh, yeah, okay. That's yeah. what I would guess. It's just yeah. him trying to be more formal than we still never figured out what level of education Ivan Roth got to, right? Oh, probably nothing. Like fifth like, grade or something. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine he he, you know. Well, then, Mister Roth, I commend you on your use of. Um, Articulate language. Oh, yeah. He had acting lessons, dancing lessons, <laughs> everything to make himself seem like a fancy guy. Yeah. Do you think Roth and, um, and uh, Waltz know each other? Oh. Have they ever met? No, no. I don't know those guys. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Waltz is not connected. The only time that we know of that he bumps up against the world of organized crime is with Johnny Fontaine. And he yeah. never gets that picture. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what would be a scenario in which they would 
Well, I mean, connect. there must be a mob influence on, yeah, you know, on other. Th- um, they can't be the only. The Mol- we know the Molinari family operates out of out of yeah. California, so there must be other things going on. Do you but, think Roth uh, has West Coast connections? I don't know. He, he does strike me more as a Cuba guy. more as a Florida Cuba guy. Yeah, Cuba guy. Although it's interesting because he's in the Jewish mob, and you would mm. think that in Hollywood. There would be don't like, say it. <laughs> what connections to organized crime? Yeah, right. Yeah, I assume so. I mean, yeah. a lot. I mean, don't all lucrative businesses yeah, originally start like with all graft and payoffs, and bribes? <laughs> yeah, if they don't start off that way, then as soon as as soon as something starts making money, that's what attracts people who are like, oh, how can I exploit yeah. this for my own game? Yeah, my own. Uh, that's the real talent is seeing what niches mm-hmm. aren't being aren't be currently being. Uh, yeah. Being shaken down by the rackets. Yeah, that's right. Well, let's see. What else you got, Alex? Um. Well, so this is the famous line we've quoted a million billion times on the show. Uh, when he says, "So Frank Fantangeli is a dead man," and then and uh, you don't object, and you don't object, and then he says, "He's small potatoes." I was surprised that he says he's small potatoes because we always just say small potatoes. Oh, I thought you were going to say you were surprised he said he's small potatoes because he should say he is small potatoes. Yes, I say there's your contraction for you. <laughs> he's small potatoes. He is small potatoes. <laughs> O-E-S, potatoes. <laughs> so, uh, and then I love oh. that he says he's small potatoes and he immediately goes, oh, and shoves some food in his oh, mouth. So great. it's a nice little bit of, I can't tell what he's eating. It goes well, like too fast. Alex, frequently what comes with the tuna fish sandwich is potato chips and what are potato chips made out of small potatoes small potatoes yes exactly right yeah <laughs> so i think he, I, is he referring to frank pentangeli when he says small potatoes or is he just kind of talking about what he's eating small, he just tuna, identifies everything that before potato, he puts it in his mouth small potatoes <laughs> tuna fish sandwich arnold palma <laughs> back to the small potatoes <laughs> baseball game <laughs> This is clearly while he was having his mental issues uh, that, he, yeah. that, that he experienced is, in uh, Injustice for All. This is helping him fight off, fight off the dementia that's setting in. <laughs> he thinks he's a crime boss. It's crazy. <laughs> Small potatoes. <laughs> Michael Corleone. One, two, three, four, five. Five <laughs> angels. I love that expression, small potatoes. <laughs> um, so I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Uh, here's a little bit of movie making trivia for you. Are you aware of how they film scenes where people eat in movies? Mm, you know, I think you might have shared this in GF1, maybe during one of really? the scenes huh. where they're eating. Because I remember okay, you maybe. said that they don't eat, or they eat, but they spit it out. They chew, they chew, and then they every, every actor has a bucket next to the table in which mm. they spit out their food because oh. they don't want to be eating like 17 takes worth of pasta oh. over over time. Alex, I wouldn't call that bucket the best veal in the city. <laughs> I wouldn't call... Uh, clean, clean it up! <laughs> oh, can you imagine McCluskey's bucket? <laughs> I'd fest in the city. <laughs> I guess the best McCluskey's veal. McCluskey's bucket. <laughs> it's my it's my new band. It's McCluskey's bucket. Oh, um, and he kicks the bucket that same meal. <laughs> it's a Sicilian message. Wow! So they just keep spitting out all that food. That way they let the police department know that McCluskey died is by bringing his bucket and knocking it over at the police oh. station. Oh, it's a Sicilian message. It means to kick the bucket. <laughs> and Sicilian message. What does it mean? What does it mean? <laughs> it means he. Uh, it means McCluskey kicked the bucket while eating the veal, the best veal in the city. 
Clean it up, Phil. <laughs> oh, but Captain, I'm already a two-stripe sergeant. Damn it, Phil. I said clean it up. All right, so clearly I already talked about that, so we can move on to the... Alex. Alex. Yes. Did you notice Hyman Roth is promoting a brand of clothing in this scene? He is. What do you mean? Okay, when he uh, leans over and says, not even your father would have dreamed of this deal... His his uh, vest or like like, like a little sweater, yeah, kind of opens up a little bit. Underneath, you see a a world famous um, brand. What do you call it? Uh, logo. 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 Huh. What is it? It is the little alligator. Oh, from the uh, Izod shirts. That's right. From the Izod collection. Yeah. Huh. The little alligator. <laughs> I was really surprised to see it. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. I wish I'd noticed that. I would have looked up the history of Izod <laughs> in the Jewish uh, or the Jewish mafia. Yeah. Um, hey, while we're, before we move on to Frankie Five Angels, mm-hmm. I'm going to cover a we asked, we answered. Well, okay. sort of. Well, we'll discuss it and then. What was the question? Question was, uh, what do Jewish mobsters call their consigliaries? Oh, that's right. I forgot about that one. I don't know. Uh, unfortunately, I do not either. I oh. looked up Jewish consigliaries, and there was no. Mm. It's it's um, it's tough to to find any specific information. But I did find out some interesting trivia about uh, Jewish organized crime. Before we go there, we asked. We, we didn't, didn't answer. We did not answer. So uh, one thing I learned is that you, of course, know the term uh, that they they uh, anyway they call one nickname for the Jewish mafia is the um, uh, Jewish organized crime. I guess I should say because uh-huh. mafia specifically mm, the, yeah. uh, is the kosher kosher nostra. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty funny. It's almost like almost a garbage pail kid there. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Um, Kosher Nostra. Author Rich Cohen uh, has perhaps a very controversial opinion. Uh, He says if Jewish gangsters were still around, um, the Jewish community would be better off for it. If they were still around. If they were still around. Hmm. Because he's saying now, like... Five decades. Jewish Five. people have this perception of being like, they can't defend themselves and they're weak. And uh. But if there were Jewish gangsters, then huh. that would let people know that, you know, you they don't, don't mess with them. Necessarily. But yeah, other Jewish people have said, well, Jewish gangsters primarily victimize Jewish people. So it's not yeah. really that much of a good trade off, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um, the kosher nostra. I learned of the term. I know you are a big fan of this term. A Seamus. Shame. I'm a fellow Seamus. Brother Seamus. <laughs> Brother Seamus. That's <laughs> like a monk. A what? <laughs> like a monk? <laughs> uh, the term Seamus uh, comes from uh, Yiddish. I oh. thought it was a, uh, I assumed it was an Irish word, like the, the name yeah. Seamus yeah, is. Yeah. But apparently um, it's a variation of the word that means the sexton of a synagogue is referred to mm. as a Seamus. So Seamus. Almost, uh. like almost like the. Uh, like a Jewish shaman. Not a shaman, more almost more like a. Um, Probably uh, has the same roots though, because uh, it's a, like the the head of a religion, the representative of uh, your connection to God. No, I feel like it's more like the person who is in charge of like running the synagogue, and so it's like oh. someone who would be like the the authority at the, like who's in charge of like the manager of the synagogue. Oh, got it. Yeah. And so, so they're not the ed the the religious part of the operation they're the business yeah so they would be they're ah. like almost like the so they would be the authorities who are like in charge okay. of running things and, and, and yeah, so on that so makes sense but that was uh, interesting um 
the there was a famous uh, Jewish organized crime organization called the Purple Gang hmm. outside of Detroit. Um, as you can imagine, uh, Detroit, Michigan, up there, very close to Canada. Mm. Get those trucks right across the yeah, border. That's you know, right. provide those trucks. <laughs> um, the Purple Gang uh, achieved a kind of immortality in the song Jailhouse Rock. Hmm. Because at one point in the song, Elvis Presley says, The whole rhythm section was the Purple Gang, let's rock. Oh, really? So there you go. So oh, the Purple Gang. Whoa. Now you know what they're referring to. And that was a Jewish gang? That was a Jewish uh, Jewish uh, organized oh, crime. Uh, wow. Uh, I, think so. I never knew he sang that. Yeah, there you go. The Purple huh. Gang. It's such a funny term, the Purple Gang. Yeah. Um, yeah, names change. Uh, currently, the what Jewish organized crime still uh, is around uh, comes mostly from Israel and Russia, like mm. though mm-hmm. not not necessarily Jewish Americans, but uh, you know imported from yeah. uh, Russia yeah. and uh, Israel. In fact, in 2013, um, there was a big uh, organized crime bust with a Jewish um, organization who were their whole th- their main thing was uh, diverse divorce coercion. What? So What's say that? for instance you had a couple and the That's what the, the family wanted the husband to divorce the wife in a religiously like acceptable way. Oh, okay. All they right. would go and apply pressure on the husband like listen you better do what we say and fo- basically force the husband to to get a divorce from the wife so that the wife could marry some other uh, oh, person. Okay. So anyway, who's like a very so, so the brat, the wife's family would go to the Jewish organization and say, "and say we we don't like this schlump, yes, this schmeckle. We want him out. We want we want our daughter to be able to get divorced in an acceptable manner under the eyes of God. That way, and she can get remarried to someone. But else. he doesn't want this divorce. Yeah, he's he wants to it. live off yeah. of us or for whatever, yeah. whatever reason. So then, so it's kind of like the it's kind of huh. like it's kind of like the um, uh, Frank Sinatra." Tommy Dorsey thing like they go to his house and say either your brains or your mm. signature is going to be on this divorce you know yeah. decree or whatever oh, okay that makes and sense so, uh, yeah, they, so they call that uh, I think they call that the de- deforced de- business forced. it's a forced divorce <laughs> it sounds like a Star Wars deforced forced divorce <laughs> deforced wow I didn't realize May there the was such be a- with you <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize there was, that was such big business Go figure. I guess they'll find a niche. Yeah, there you go. Right? That's <laughs> a niche business. I guess it's, Even the Bochichios didn't see that niche. I could see <laughs> I could see how it would be a natural evolution, though. Because mm-hmm. you basically would have a situation like Bonacera, where yeah. Bonacera is like, oh, my, you know, my daughter's stuck in this marriage with this guy. Mm-hmm. And, then, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then eventually they'd be like, when, when, like, they would resolve his problem. And then next time someone else had that problem, Bonacera would say, you know what? Go to the Don. He'll, he'll, yeah. they have a whole divorce thing. They made my daughter. I guess want- I don't understand divorce. Do you need permission from the other person? Does it have to mutually agree on it? Maybe in the re- world of religion. It's very specifically, probably. it's not in a legal way, but in yeah. a, in the, in the, uh, in the religious church. sense, yeah. like, you know, it's like the difference between an annulment and a divorce. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think technically Catholics can't get divorced, mm-hmm. but they get annulled. Which yeah. Come on. Basically seems like a lot of the same result, yeah. but who am I to, uh, yeah. who am I to, yeah. uh, to pick such nits? Mm-hmm. So anyway, there you go. Okay. If you ever want someone to, um, if you ever want someone to get divorced, 
you know who to hire. Okay. <laughs> I'll go to Israel, start, I'll learn, learn some, uh, uh, I'll, I'll learn, I'll meet some people in Israel and then start asking around and I'll, yeah. it seems like a lot of work. <laughs> Just pay her off. Yeah. Don't fun. Well, first I had to become Jewish and then get married yeah, to Yeah, convert girl. to Judaism. <laughs> Hey, uh, before and strict Hasidic Judaism too, oh, not right. not just like regular, uh-huh. you know, yeah. casual. Judaism. Alex, not even your father would have dreamed that that was possible. Hey, before we get to Frankie Five Angels, you're forgetting one huge question: Why Who is the real no, dude, Mike? Why, why does Mikey either need to go to Hyman Roth to get his permission to kill Frankie Five Angels, or why does he? need Roth to think that he needs to go to Roth to kill to get permission to kill Frankie Five Angels alright so we need need to break this down let's break it down alright what do we got so Mikey says hey so Frank Pantanja is a dead man you don't Mm -hmm. object? small potatoes Mm -hmm. so why let's start with the first one why would Mikey need to go to Roth to get his permission? He doesn't need to. Mm-hmm. He just wants him to be informed because he doesn't want anything to interfere with their deal. Why would killing someone in your own family mess up a deal? Like the Rosado brothers would love it if 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 Mikey killed uh, Frank Pantangeli. Yeah. Maybe Although that's why, actually, that's, maybe I that's why Roth that. should be more wary now that Mikey's well, sh- showing up going like, I'm going to do exactly what you want. Is that okay? You know well, what I mean? Well, at this point... Mikey doesn't want Roth to know that Mikey knows Roth is connected to the Rosado brothers. Well, doesn't know that Roth is... Like I think he knows Roth... I think he... Roth knows that... Mikey knows that Roth is connected to the Rosado brothers. Does he at this point? Yeah. Because remember in the begin- in the scene with Frankie Five Angels, Frankie Five... He's like, I want you to settle things with the mm, Rosado brothers because, yeah. because of the deal right, I have yeah. with Roth. So that part so, is not a secret. So why... I still don't get it. Like, why not just... It seems odd. Unless it's a part of his plan to be so transparent with Roth that it really gets Roth... Puts Roth's guard down. Like, wow, this young man is coming to me and revealing, like, inner workings of his family. And he really wants this deal to work. So he's coming to me. He's being honest. I think there's two parts to it. Mm -hmm. It's partially that. Mm -hmm. And I think part of it is also he's saying this to see how Roth reacts. Mm. If Roth's like, oh, oh, well, I guess you're going to kill Frankie Five Angels. Oh, I got no (laughs) problem with that. You know, as opposed to him saying like, oh, you know, it has nothing to do with me. Why would I care? You know, like, yeah, like his response to Mm. that, to his bluff would give Mikey information. Yeah, you're right. So. Yeah. Um, would it have been, would Mikey have gotten different information or different interpretation if Roth had said, I don't object, but be aware, Mikey, he's big potatoes. <laughs> That's what they call him. He's Frankie big potatoes. Purpose, Roth is purposely randomly saying all this stuff just to keep Mikey off balance. <laughs> and what, what about Hagen? What, what's he up to these days? Is he looking for work? <laughs> well, what if, what if Roth had said some, more or something like, no, you can't kill Frankie, you know. He's a loyal soldier, you know. Yeah, that seems all like more like it would have been more throwing. Yeah, wow, or Mikey off the track yeah. to have him be suddenly defending <laughs> Frankie Five Angels, you know? Because then he'd be like, he's "Why a- did he say that? <laughs> you think he would have been happy that, yeah. that it was being Fra- Frankie Five? Who? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Ma- Michael, if you yeah. kill Frankie Five Angels, I will kill the Rosado <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> 
Dollar for dollar. It's the best deal. Uh, anything else with Hyman Roth? No, I think that's it. Let's move on to Frankie Five Angels. Frankie Five Angels. I'm glad, to, I'm glad you looked ahead and saw that we're going to get a little bit more, more, more Roth, a little more Roth in his element in Cuba. Oh, but I think uh, you know. I was like, that is going to be our longest streak of ten, oh, ten yes. minute, ten point oh, minutes in a row. Classic. So much good stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so transition to the we go from the warm humid weather of Miami to cold snowy New York. Later it's, in New York, at the yeah. Corleone, the, 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 I guess it's the Pentangeli compound. That's right. Andy, I'm afraid I have some bad news. We're hitting the hitting the paywall portion of the podcast. Oh, we got company. If you want to hear the rest of it, everyone? Go to scottfatherminute.com/support become a patreon it's just up like basically a dollar a week it's nothing it's nothing it's so, an insult so you don't object to uh people going and then no uh, 